0: This is Versa Collective, the podcast about rewriting your story in order to live the most epic life imaginable. We're about flipping the script on the life you have to the one you most desire. I'm Amnesty, storyteller, mindset mentor, and founder of the Versa Collective. Join me in my own journey as I share some of the things I learned along the way and the hopes that it might help others on their own journey toward epic lives of their own. Here's to walking the paths less traveled and living the lives most adventurous. Today I just had to negotiate with Loki because he wanted to be on my lap but didn't want to get on my lap and so he was whining. Um, So now that that's done, I am sitting in my office. I haven't put that much makeup on today. I haven't brushed my hair. Honestly, it's just up in a ponytail. I've just decided that I am going to show up with chaos and all because I have something that I want to talk about and it's sort of just flowing so why not? this ends up on TikTok and I look crazy and wild, fuck it, don't care. (laughs) Today is a bit gloomy. It is raining outside and the view from my office is, it's autumn, so you have yellow leaves. I can see, my view from my office is amazing. I can see out over the valley, um, see the trees changing through the seasons. I can see all of the weather clouds as they come in. And now I officially have a doc on my lap. So we're going to just run with it because this is supposed to be fun and I have been taking it way too serious over the last few episodes. So I was doing my journal work this morning, realized that I hadn't really done any reflection in a few weeks, which is a crucial part in making sure that I am at peace, that I am happy Happy being a word that I don't like to use, so that I am content, that I am enjoying my life. Let's put it that way. I'll do a whole episode about happiness and how I don't believe that's what we should be striving for later on, but today I do want to talk about resting, being productive. I have been going hard for nearly 10 years now, nearly a decade. I've been in sales for nearly a decade. So I had been going really, really hard. Actually, to be fair, it's been a a quieter year, and I'm very, very grateful for it. Going really, really hard till the end of uh, December 2021. And I finally stopped, and it took six weeks off between jobs. I was moving from one job to another, and thought, oh, six weeks will be enough. I'll be rested. I will feel better. And (laughs) the resting hasn't stopped. So it's been nine months of a lot of rest. But I think the funniest part about all of this is I've actually accomplished way more in those nine, 10 months of resting than I have ever accomplished in years prior. And I think it's because when I stop and look at what I'm doing and I take a break and I take more breaks, I actually look at all of the actions that I'm taking and say, which actions have been productive, which were a waste of my time. And what that allows me to do is curate the actions that I take in my day down to only a few that I know are going to move the needle. So for example, today is about this podcast and I'm gonna block book out a few podcasts today because I'm in the mood to talk and that also helps me in my productivity. But after that, I'm gonna rest. I'm gonna go put a fire on in the living room and I'm gonna chill, I'm gonna watch a movie and I'm gonna rest. But here's the deal, when you go through your spiritual journey. And I've said this in podcasts previous. So when you go through this period of extreme growth, let's call it extreme personal growth. I don't really like to call it spiritual journey for those people who haven't quite gone on it yet. For those who've been on it or on it, you'll understand, but sometimes you need to hear it in a different way to understand what it really can be for you without being turned off by the spiritual sense. I think oftentimes religion gives us this idea of what spirituality is. So so we kind of run away from it. Spe- well, that was my experience, honestly. I grew up in the church and left about a decade ago, but spirituality from this side, yes, I can see it. But before that, I didn't want to call it spirituality. I wanted to call it, I didn't even want to call it healing. I just wanted to call it adjusting. Um, my favorite actual word for it is deconditioning. Again, that word came from someone who is in human design who does stuff for manifestors, Holly Marie. Definitely check out her podcast. I'll link it in the notes if you're a manifestor for sure, or you love a manifestor if you're into human design. I will do another episode probably next on my human design, but deconditioning for me was the right word at the right time in that what that meant was that I looked at the way that I had been conditioned in society, visibly saw that I was acting in a way that society expected of me, but not in a way that was crucial and aligned with what I wanted as a human being. And also looking at what, what I wanted, not realizing that it wasn't bad. And I had put a lens on it as being bad because of what society had taught me. And what was bad for me was living a slower life, laziness, not wanting to go, 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 go. So I grew up in a household and my mother grew up in a household as well. That was very much about getting good (sighs) grades. Um, yeah, getting good grades, getting a good job. So my grandfather was a politician and everyone's going to laugh. Like I have no privilege from that. Uh, There's a long historical story about how he was kicked out of politics. So by the time I was born, he was no longer a politician, but my mother growing up, um, a politician's daughter was expected to either marry well. So marry a doctor, lawyer, something along those lines, or become one. She did neither when she married my father. My father- funnily enough, is kind of a politician, but he's in education, so he was a teacher when they married. She did the exact opposite, but the expectation was that she would do well for herself, and that laziness and resting was only allowed after a life of hard work. So retirement was when you would do all of those things. And I honestly think that that's such bullshit, because now that I'm deconditioned, I realize that I'm actually incredibly successful. And yes, I hustled for 10 years to get there. But if I really distilled down all the activities that caused me to be successful, that caused my success, they'd actually be about 20 to 30% of what I actually accomplished. So the hard work was actually a lot of nothingness, a lot of worrying, a lot of stressing for no reason. And so taking a step back with new eyes and looking at it going, if I had actually just distilled it down to 20% of the actions, if I had stopped and looked at what I was doing, if I had rested to the whole process, then I would have gotten to success a lot. Fa- well, actually, probably not as not quicker. I would, wouldn't like to say that because honestly, I have had a lot of success in my life by the, the age of 33. I'm 33. But it would have been easier. Let's put it that way. But now, this year, I have been sleeping like 10 hours a night, 10 to 12 hours a night sometimes. My days at work, I get on at 9. Before, I used to get on a lot earlier just because I thought, oh, it's quieter, I'll get more done. The things I was getting done were useless and pointless during that time. So I get on at 9, but before that, I get up at 8. I am a night owl. and This is one thing I've realized is that I do better and my brain works better from... 10:30 in the morning to about three o'clock in the afternoon. So I do what I call sprints of work, and I realize, and I've always realized this, that I can get more done in one hour than other people can. This goes back to my manifestor. So I work in a sprint, like I have this burst of energy, and I get a lot done. But I used to hold that against people and say that they were lazy because they weren't able to do what I could do. But that's not that's not the case. I actually think people just work differently. They work. In longer sprints, and this is how I burnt myself out is because I was doing three times the amount of work in the expected time frame. There's a term for this which is called a super slave, manifestors can become super slaves. But I learned to rest this year because I was forced to, because I got sick, I got COVID in March, I got incredibly, incredibly ill, and this was sort of the end of the first wave of my journey, let's call it the first wave, when I first started realizing how conditioned I was and I had started to just decondition, I think one of the things that happens is when you start resting, your immune system takes a hit. Well, because of that, I then caught COVID. So I had been incredibly careful during the lockdowns. Between lockdowns, I was less careful because I knew that if I didn't expose myself to some things that I would get incredibly sick because my immune system would die. It happened anyway. And this is why viruses are going crazy right now is because we all have immune systems that just are shit. But anyway, I got COVID and it basically was a wake-up call for me because I was really, really ill for two weeks. Almost, My my friend called it because she had it as well. Almost just on the cusp of being ill enough to go to the doctor or go to the hospital, but not. But then it took me further six weeks to completely get out of the, the brain fog. and But then I was still really tired. So I can still sort of think now. Before, I couldn't even like form sentences or put you know, thoughts together. It was really, really hard in that brain fog period. And then I started to realize that, that I had been in fight-or-flight mode for 10 years. And by removing all the things that were uselessly stressing me out and removing all of the things that weren't helping... I was going to have to find a way to live where I could rest more, but still produce the same amount of outcome. And it looked a lot. There was a lot of things that it looked like. It looked like putting boundaries in place for work. And I hate that boundaries is the word that everyone uses. But essentially, I had to tell my boss, I do not stay on after six o'clock. If you need anything, I will tell you the next day. I don't want meetings before 10 o'clock in the morning because I'm not awake enough to have a coherent meeting. And I don't want meetings after three o'clock because I'm outside of my working period. And if you want to get the most from me, you'll put your meetings between those hours. I luckily had so much luck with that. Because I tend to set trends unintentionally though, a lot of people started doing, he, my boss, actually resigned later on saying, I'm tired. I don't want to do this anymore. And I have a feeling that part of it was that he looked at the way I was working and was like, I don't know how to achieve that right now. She's still doing everything she should. The best way for me to do that is to take a step back. Sometimes that is the answer, but oftentimes we as a society can't just do that. We still have to pay the bills, right? So those are the boundaries I put in place. (laughs) I work through lunch, which is not well, traditional lunch. Let's put it that way. I take my lunch at three o'clock and I take a nap (laughs) and I've told people at work, if you want anything between three and four, you're not going to get anything. That is my lunch. That is when I take a nap. That's when I crash. And then I get back on and I do mundane stuff or, or have very light meetings. So the ones that are basically me just having to like quickly answer a couple things, but I, Feel like I've gotten more done in the last three months than I had gotten done in most of 2021 when I burned myself out. And I'm not going to burn myself out again. I refuse to allow myself to be like that. And that's because I become intentional about the actions that I take and about the things that I do. The other thing that I do is I ask for help (laughs) or I delegate. And that is my personality. There are a lot of people in the world, there's a, there's different types of people, but two of the ones that I will talk about right now are... There's people who don't like being told what to do. And then there's the people who need to be told what to do. And there's nothing wrong with either of them. They are necessary to cohabitate. The people who do not like being told what to do generally have some sort of idea of what needs to be done and they need to learn and experience and hone those skills. So therefore they should be delegating. These people are generally, in my opinion, big picture thinkers They think about the big details. Now, there's a lot of nuances here, especially if you are into human design, people are different. But there's also people who like to be told, not necessarily every detail, but to be given a task to accomplish. They need to respond. These are most people. (laughs) We'll talk about human design in another episode. Again, I will shut up about it. It's a really big deal for me. But anyway, so what I did was I surrounded myself and my team with people who were craving guidance, who really wanted guidance. Because there's people who say, I just want guidance. I want someone to say what I should be accomplishing. And I'm not telling them do X, Y, Z. I'm not saying it isn't, here's all the steps to do, because that's exhausting for me and I don't want to do it. Basically, I point them in the direction and say, this needs to be done. In my opinion, this needs to be done. You have the skills, I think, to do it. So I'm going to point you at it. You do it the way that works best for you. And if you need any guidance, come back to me and I'll help. And that's worked really well for me. I have an awesome team and delegating, being able to be a big picture thinker and think about all the things that need to be done. I have a lot of experience as well. So thinking about, I'm head of marketing and sales. So thinking about all of the little aspects that need to be done and then going to my team and saying, sometimes I don't know who has the skills. I really, really like to get this thing done. I would love to get this thing done who would like to try it out, who'd like to experiment, or I will know exactly who I want to ask. And I will go to that person and ask them if they want to do it. And nine times out of 10, they do. Sometimes I do miscalculate and people will say, no, that's just not for me. And I'll go find someone else to do it. But anyway, the delegation part has helped tremendously in that I can now kind of settle into a way of working where I'm in the flow of things instead of forcing them. What forcing it looks like for me is I am really not good at detailed stuff. Someone from the external point of view might say that I'm ADHD. I don't know. I've never been diagnosed. I do talk about it. I think maybe in some people's eyes I would, but I don't like little details. I can't catch little details. I am a big picture thinker. To be able to use that and lean into it and think, this is the bigger picture. This is what we're trying to accomplish as a team and then be able to help and guide other people to do that has been a massive gift to me to realize that I can do that. I don't want the power. I don't want to be president. I don't want to have that, you know, that power, but I do want to help people live a more inflow life. And some people need to be pointed in a direction to live in an inflow life. I sometimes wish that was me (laughs) because probably not true, but I feel like it would be easier because I do feel like the world is built for people who need to respond. But at other times I'm incredibly grateful for my gift as a leader, but I rest and I work in sprints and I rest. This is what I mean about resting being productive. Oftentimes I will sprint into a project that I want to do, get it really done really, really quickly, And then I'll let it see how it plays out. So I'll hand it off to somebody else to use whatever I've done or to make changes to it. I'm happy for people to manipulate anything I do to support themselves or whatever they think needs to be done. Nine times out of ten, that's only like a small bit. And I am more than happy for that to happen. But what I also do is I take a step back And I rest, and I reflect upon what I've done. Because if I don't, then I'm just going, 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 and I'm not looking back to see what I've accomplished, to see what's worked and what's not worked, so that I can then further curate the actions I'm going to take in order to be productive. So, rest is productive. If you don't stop, if you don't stop to see what you're doing, and I will drive this home, if you don't stop to see what actions you're taking and what effect and impact those actions are having, you are basically a a hamster on a treadmill. You're not accomplishing anything. You're busy for busy's sake. And busy for busy's sake for me was self-sabotaging as well, because it meant that I wasn't digging deep. I wasn't looking at my shadows. I wasn't doing the work. So resting on so many levels is incredibly productive and will change the game. I am going to next do one episode about human design and I want to talk about different energy levels which might play into your whether you should rest or not or whether resting as much as I do is good for you. I'm going to talk about me in that episode. So we'll go on to that. And maybe some of this will make more sense after that episode, but that's for next time. So I am actually incredibly proud of this episode. I think I finally, in my stride... Thanks for joining me today. If you liked this episode, please like, subscribe, or leave a review. If you'd like to hear more from Versa Collective, head over to Instagram, where you can find me at versa.cltv.